Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James. And as always, here to bring you more of the greatness. So let's get into it. Um, you know, it's so it's so crazy how my podcasts go because normally I'll just start rattling off about a particular subject or topic, but <laughs> this time I'm gonna um kind of break it down to uh different sections and whatnot. I mean I think I I think I have an okay transitioning, but you know, like I was actually talking with somebody in the uh in the community in the gaming community and i and you know like i like i put random questions out there all the time um for those of you who don't know or uninitiated like a lot of the content that i do create is based on um questions and feedback that uh that happens in the community so it's to me i feel like it's a very organic type of podcast that i offer because it's basically one of those um you know for the people by the people type of deals you know so um i remember i was uh, asking i was like you know hey creators you know like what's um you know what's something that's challenging you know for you to to uh you know execute as far as your content and one person said something that was really uh, that really resonated and it was basically i just you know i wish that i was able to get feedback easier you know like people would be able to tell me and I think that that's admirable because you know for a person who really wants to you know run themselves in the middle and basically be told whether you know what they're what they've done is good or bad or in between you know it shows a lot about their character and I for one am somebody who you know, would absolutely take a suggestion, even if somebody just suggested for me to just stop recording. Then I'll say, how how can I get good enough to where you you'd be okay with me recording? You know, um, but be it as it is, you know, I I was having a conversation and somebody was like, man, you know, you you should have um, you know, like transition themes, you know, because when you go through different topics, it's usually so tight that. You, you know, it's like you can't really tell that it's coming. So I was like that. That's a good idea. And I actually listened to another podcast and I'll talk about uh, that podcast in a bit. But I was just so thrown by how awesome this podcast sounded based on some methods that they were using. But again, we'll talk about that. So first thing we're going to talk about is some news um i'm gonna talk a little bit uh gaming news a little bit of personal news um in gaming uh this week uh we actually got to see amazon drop the bomb on us and uh let us know that they are entering the gaming uh ecosystem and they're gonna do uh they're gonna do a cloud gaming service so they're gonna do their own version of the cloud gaming service um, and it's going to be called Amazon Luna. Um, now, it was really crazy when it first kind of hit because at first I really at first I thought it was a joke. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to, uh, you know, spin it any other way. I thought it was a joke. I was like, I don't I don't see how this could possibly be a thing. But, you know, OK. And so, like, I started reading and and kind of researching into it and whatnot. And it was actually a real thing. And I'll tell you like this. So I was I was uh, around for the, um, you know, for the announcement of Google Stadia. So 
<clears throat> I took that whole ride from the beginning to the end. And well, not the end, but the proverbial end. So <laughs> but I was there and, you know, it, it, you know, it, even through their introduction and, and everything, you know, for them to tell us what it was going to be and how they were planning to execute and stuff. You know, I just kept saying the one most important thing that any respectable gamer should ask. What about the games? You know, like, what am I going to be playing? You know, and if they show you like a couple, then you say, and what else? You know, like we should already have it preset in our mind, you know, like what it is that we want to do and not to harp on Stadia, because I think it's an excellent system for people who want to play in that capacity. But I think they I think that Stadia has had a lot of uh, a lot of trip ups, you know, and their latest one is the fact that they're saying that uh, or I don't know if it's on them or if it's on CD Projekt Red, but, you know, uh Cyberpunk 2077 is not going to be day and date on the Google Stadia. And that sucks because they need all the, you know, they, they need all the help that they can get, honestly. You know, and if that's one of those, you know, it could be one of those scenarios, you know, when you think about it, like I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, um, you know, top of the line PC and I don't have a console. But if I pay this monthly fee, I can go and I can play, you know, at least, uh, you know, an understanding of what this game is, then that would be better than nothing for, for some people. But now, you know, that people are going to have to wait. So with Amazon, you know, they're basically from what I've seen, because the, the thing is, is like, I haven't seen any kind of official, like, uh, you know, any kind of official release or, you know, developers, uh, diary or anything about the luna but you know they sh they show you the picture of the uh the controller which uh, it's really funny because in the community everybody's harping on the controller which to me i you look okay look so google stadia did their controller and i was thinking like okay this looks like an xbox controller just off the top looks like an xbox controller um and this one, this one for Amazon Luna, I mean, it is like an absolute just it's like the I don't know, like like the stepbrother of the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. I mean, it, it looks exactly like the Pro Controller for for Nintendo. And, you know, if they if they took, you know, if they took their their motivation to create it in that way from Nintendo, then it would be cool if they said so. Uh, but, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know how they got away with it, but it looks like a Nintendo Pro Controller. And I think that'll work for a lot of people because people consider the Pro Controller to be, you know, one of the better controllers next to the Xbox Elite controllers and, you know, the uh, standard uh, PS4 controller. And, you know, until we get the PS5 controller and see what that's like. But, you know, um, I, the one thing that I noticed was that you know, there were there were uh, a lot of because they they had like basically a splash page of titles that I'm assuming will all be available to play during launch. And it was a lot of stuff that, you know, like one Stadia didn't have, you know, off the jump, you know, like that large number of games. And two, it was things it was things that I actually wanted to play. So. And, you know, I started researching uh, a little bit more and I think they had some, you know, some kind of uh, 
not really a slogan, but, you know, basically it was like, you know, putting you in a place to play games, you know, play games that you already own or something like that. So I was like, this sounds like the Xbox cloud service, but who, you know, who exactly are you going, what exactly are you going to tether your service to in order for me to play games that I already own somewhere, you know, as far as like actual physical games. So I don't know. I don't know what the full story is with with them. Um, I'm honestly not going to look into it. Uh, I just think it was really funny because, like I said, it just kind of dropped out of nowhere. Um, And, you know, it's it's what it is. And when it drops, I mean, I did go um, to make myself one of the um, early adopters. So and it's not anything that I would have to pay for at this point, at least. Um, But, you know, like. I'll give it a shot. I'll see what they're doing. You know, I had somebody else uh, that I was talking to because the big question was, do you guys think this is going to take off? And, you know, the basically the consensus is cloud gaming in itself will take off at some eventual point. This could be that point, but we don't know. So we just have to wait and see who really rings the bell that's going to bring the cows home. And whoever does it, they're going to really be able to, you know, flip the entire script on how cloud gaming is done. So, you know, I, I, I haven't seen it's already surprising enough to me to think that I could actually play a game without owning it. So I'm not really, you know, I'm not super shocked on that end. But I do believe that there may there, there may be some other um, things that they can accomplish with cloud gaming that is going to wow me on on the level that I've been wowed with like these recent console releases or maybe not. So we don't I don't know. Um, so that's that. Um, and some personal news, you know, lately, you know, I had I had somebody ask me online and they were like, uh, which, you know, what, what have you been playing, um, you know, as far as video games? And I'm like, nothing because I've been skating Um I believe that I told you guys the uh, story about uh, the skateboard, you know, like it seems like something that would be in like scary stories to tell in the dark for something. It was uh, that skateboard that was sitting under the overpass and the light was just shining on it. And there was uh, there was a like a a homeless person coming towards me. And, you know, I figure, oh, if I touch it, they're going to flip out or something. Then I came back. It was still there and I took it and not I didn't run but it you know you could you could change the narrative and say oh the kid ran and ran and ran and then something was behind him and said give me my skateboard <laughs> like it it, it could have been it could have been one of those scenarios but it wasn't um you know and I um you know I like I really kind of christened it mine only because I just thought it was super weird for a skateboard to be out uh in the middle of the street at four in the morning like I was like, this is just too weird. But um, I took it and I started skating on it. And I'm like, you know what? I really got to build my own because, you know, um, there's really nothing like and, and I'm not even I'm not even good at skating. I'm, I'm I'll tell you straight up. I'm not good at skating. I'm freaking 40. And and I want and I wanted a skateboard. And honestly, it's the best thing that I've done in a long time. Um, I was actually thinking about getting into um, getting a skateboard, uh, I, cause I needed that confidence, you know, like when you want to, you want to do something new and you want to kind of justify your actions. And so what you do is you try to get somebody else to, uh, get in on that same, uh, course with you. But 
you know, my friend, he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm bowing out. I'm not doing that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I'm somebody that I, I can, you know, I can sway myself in and out of particular scenarios. And so I was really hard on, uh, for the skateboard, but to the to the day and date i literally was like uh maybe i shouldn't but no i went ahead i did what i had to do um it's really it's really crazy because um because when i first started first of all like i underestimated the importance of of skateboarding entirely right because there's so much that you need to know um as far as the fundamentals like the fundamentals don't mean like can you ollie can you kickflip it's like can you even put a board together like do you know all of the components to put a board together you know um and that's not for everybody not everybody's going to want to build their board some people will just leave it up to the shop to do it but see me i'm one of those people that especially with a new endeavor if it's something new i'm doing and there's a component to that you know that endeavor that i need um you know an example when i started my prayers you know as a newly converted buddhist i said i have to make my own jatmala beads because that's gonna that's gonna mean so much more to me right it's gonna it's gonna make my it's gonna make the effort that i'm putting towards you know this new journey worth it because i put my hand into it and it's the same thing as skating. It's like, yo, I, I really want to skate and I want skating to mean something to me than just two weeks of, you know, oh, I got a board and now it's in the closet. It's like, no, dude, I went and I picked out the deck. I picked out the wheels, the trucks, you know, the bearings, the the hardware, the, the grip tape, the everything. It's all, you know, a part of what I did to make my board. And it, it was so cool. The only thing is, is that, you know, um, you know, one thing I had to learn, I was like, oh, dude, I didn't realize like skateboards came in seasons. <laughs> and um, and one one deck that I really wanted to skate um, was Element. And, you know, no particular reason, uh, you know, here or there. But, you know, I just I I just felt like, you know, the the color schemes and the patterns and, you know, just the way just those decks just kind of called to me. I was like, I like more of their designs than anything else. And unfortunately, I just wasn't in the right place to acquire an element deck. So I just said, okay, look, I'm, you know, instead of trying to, you know, get my pieces to my board from different places because i was amazon here i was on offer up over there and it was just going to be a big old mess and i just didn't feel like making that making that happen so um i just i just went to a skate shop (laughs) like any any respectable person would do is just go to the skate shop and just do it there so shout out to long beach uh skate company they hooked it up um i actually did all my shopping with them online um got the deck I, I knew what deck i was gonna get right off the right off the jump so that was cool so i was gonna get an eight eight point two five um and then everything else it was kind, not really a guessing game but it was just kind of like well I'm, i i know what i wanted like that was the cool thing and this is something that i would say in advice to people who want to skate but they really don't know 
how they want to go about it. Just know what type of skating you want to do and then go from there. So um, for me, I just wanted to cruise, but I still wanted to have the open end to potentially learn a a simple trick or two like i'm not planning on you know uh <laughs> skating down any rails or anything like that but if i can do an ollie a kickflip a shove it <clears throat> you know then that'll make me feel a little bit better about you know my um my push towards uh skating so so i got these uh hybrid wheels that are uh i believe they're 54 millimeter um but they're cool, man. Like they like the whole board. I set it up. I actually believe I've set, I put pictures online. If I haven't, I will. But you know, it took a minute to get the board all built up and everything. But again, it's it's a journey worth taking because it's your own, and nobody would be able to take that away from you. And things I believe mean a lot more when it's made made by your hand. You know, it means so much more. I tell people that about food all the time. I tell people, you know what? You, you're you saying right now that you want to go and eat this, but you don't want to pay like so much money for that. Okay, that's cool. How about you learn how to make that and you'll never pay that price again? Same concept. So I've, you know, instead of me walking into a skate shop and paying some unknown amount for some board that I don't even understand whether I'm going to be able to stand on it right. How about we just build it from the ground up and never have to play that game again? So now I feel like I'm on top of things. Um and that's that as far as the skating and I'm I'm looking forward to kind of updating you guys on how that stuff's going cuz I I love skating. It's the for me it's one of the better um ways to exercise. Like I've been feeling so much better. Like I, I dread jogging and running and any kind of anything that, that has to do with me moving some body part, (laughs) but you know, but to kick and push and, you know, keep balance and move my hips and this and that, man, I come away sweating and just, it's a workout and it's cool and it's good and I love it and I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, so outside of that, you know, many of you are here to talk about some video games and that's what I want to do. So what have I recently been playing? You know, it's always a question uh, asked in the community. And for me, I've recently been playing a few different games. So um, I recently uh, went through the original Shining Force and I did that on mobile phone um, because they have like a Sega collection that they offer um with ads mind you so it's not like i mean you can pay for the stuff without the ads but i was like you know what i'm just gonna go through shining force which is the game that i was playing and uh, i'm gonna do it and it's gonna have the ads and everything else you know bless them so much for actually implementing a rewind feature because one of the hardest things about playing shining force back in the day was how often you uh you were dodged by an enemy and i used to really really just feel so bad about how often i was dodged and then enemies would be able to kill me or one shot me and it was just like such a tragedy and i'm like now they you know they got this you know on the mobile and you can do this rewind feature and you can actually score a score a hit i'm like listen for me to hit and get 10 points taken off of your health I'll watch a 30 second, you know, commercial to to uh, buy another game or something like that. So, 
you know, I ended up beating that, and that was cool. Um, I've also been playing on my Nintendo Switch, so I've been playing some uh, Spirit Hunter NG. Um, that game's creepy, and, you know, I, I got it when it first came out, and, you know, like, I could barely get through the first scenario. Now I'm on the second scenario, and I'm just taking my sweet time because it's so scary, and I can't play it for too long, and, you know, like, like when I do get into it and I get to a really scary part... I want to put the game away. So I'm probably going to end up putting this game away in the next week or so because it's just too much to handle. Like, like mentally, I'm just not like I I can, you know, I'm OK with scary stuff, but I'm not OK with scaring myself. You know what I mean? Like like to purposely put myself in a scary situation, that's never going to happen. But if I if by happenstance, you know, fear comes around, I can handle that. No problem. But yeah, um, <laughs> that game freaks me out. Um, I've also, uh, reinstalled and have been playing, uh, some Final Fantasy 12. So, you know, if you guys know, um, you know, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan and, you know, out, out of all the Final Fantasies, 12 is, you know, up there, but went ahead and reinstalled that. Um, you know, just kind of trying to finish it up, you know, the way I had it back when, uh, I had it on PS2. I mean, I was, man, I used to run that game. Like it was nobody's business, had all the freaking uh what do they call them espers and and just running around getting all the secret ones and trying to get all the legendary weapons and everything that's the cool thing i love about final fantasy like they always have that that extra little edge for you to do it's kind of like yeah you can beat the game right now but these people have these you know uh weapons that they can get if you just do these scenarios do that the only thing i can never get was that zodiac spear and i was super mad about it because there was this thing about uh, not opening any container until you got to this one container. And by the time I figured it out, it was like I had already opened like four or five containers. So I was really, really upset about that. And I never tried again because I was like, anything that that's that deep in the process of playing a game doesn't deserve to be open. So forget it. <laughs> but yeah, um, still playing that. Uh, what have I been watching um, lately? So Man, oh man, I've been on Netflix and I have just been having a ball um, on Netflix. So I recently um, came on to a couple of shows and it's really funny because like I normally normally I don't, you know, watch things at random, but I decided to treat myself. And uh, last week I started uh, this uh, show called Ratchet. And man, I mean, that was a show that I could not put down. And at this moment, I will just say, if you haven't seen it, like if you twisted your head and said, Ratchet, go watch it. Sarah Paulson is probably one of the best television actresses of all time. And I loved her in American Horror Story. And she just really uh, kills it in ratchet i mean the way that she goes about her character in ratchet is it's on another level and i've had people i've had people say like oh the reason that the show is so good is because fx made it which is basically her home for every other project that she does and i'm like look i don't care if nbc made it like the fact that the show is just so good i mean you it's such a polarizing experience and you will either love it or you will hate it. And there's just a very high probability you're going to love it 
because there's so much stuff in there for everybody. There's allegories galore for, you know, every kind of social significant, you know, uh, subject. You know, you'll you'll catch something in there that will resonate with you on that. Um, And what I what I again, what I love the most is just really the characters, the characters on on were just on a whole different scale as far as like me watching normal television me watching youtube me watching me me going to the actual movies me renting a dvd like you just don't see that kind of acting every day and i really like how it was kind of like a film noir but it was actually all in color and stuff and i said man if they ever if they if they had a mode where you could look at this in black and white with a little filter tear and and uh grain and stuff like this would be super awesome um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend that if you have not seen it, go watch Ratchet because it is so good. Um, what I also watched was another um, uh, little drama actually called uh, Away. And this is actually one. This is a cool one that I actually watched. And the reason that I actually pressed it was because me, if you know me, you know, like I am all about space. I'm all about space. I've loved space since I was a child and anything that has to do with it. Like, you know, I'm the guy that went and saw Interstellar day one, you know, because, you know, and I mean, yeah, like there's those movies like Alien and whatnot. But like that, that's not space to me. Like, like that's not like I love the I love the stories that talk about like true space, like like how quiet it is and just, you know, how you know between you and a few feet of steel you know there's just open nothingness and like there's only a few uh things that can make me feel like that and away is a really good story about uh, a mission to mars and um i i really enjoyed that hillary swank is actually the uh, lead actress in that uh, show. And, you know, it's so funny because like it's not it's not that I it's not that I dislike Hillary Swank, but I've never particularly enjoyed her in any movie or show or anything like that. Like I've never just said, oh, this movie with Hillary Swank. Like I couldn't even name a movie with Hillary Swank right now. But what I can say is that she absolutely killed it in this uh, in this series. Um, the only thing that I did not like and, you know, like I, I very rarely I very rarely, um, you know, express my displeasure openly. Um, but I found myself really cursing because I was like, you guys, th- this character of the the character uh, of the uh, the daughter, she was annoying from from episode one on to the end. And I just never liked her dynamic um, as far as what she lent to the plot, like the actress, fine, she's great. You know, she did her job. And if it was her job to be an annoying, spoiled little brat, then she should be she should win a freaking Oscar because I really just felt like, you know what? You are definitely the X factor, but you are the X factor in the wrong way, in all the wrong ways. So I was really, really upset anytime that she came on the screen um didn't want to fast forward anything because i didn't want to miss anything but could not stand the character of hillary swank's daughter i i was like man like i felt like it was unnecessary like i don't i don't know why they actually had to have a daughter you know i mean i i would have been better off with the complexities of a husband and a wife who are going to be apart for years to come 
and let that just be all that we talk about. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've also been watching a little bit of YouTube. I've been watching a fellow creator of mine, um, the Yellow Kazoo. Um, And, dude, she's really good at what she does. Um, It's really funny because I've actually watched a few of her streams now. Um, She's one of the few people that I know um, that does live streaming and she's all about uh, the world of Nintendo which is really really cool but what I really really like about her community uh, the yellow kazoo community is that it you know there doesn't seem to be any animosity rolling around there doesn't seem to be any bit of negativity Um, I think the worst thing I've ever seen I actually thought it was kind of funny because uh, (laughs) because the yellow kazoo um, which is her name. She uh, she addressed it in a very, very polite manner, but it was some some random person. And I think they were trying to convince her that their that her stream was bogging down their computer or something rather or their connection. And it was something weird. And and she asked a very logical question, which is, well, that's weird. Why would it be happening just to you and not to anybody else? And I just kind of laughed. You know, I'm laughing on my side. And I and I never really I never ever really engage live chats because you always find that one person who's just on edge and trying to prove a point. And I felt like this was that guy. He wanted to just be that guy to just kind of throw it in a different motion, you know, be the wind against the grains. And um he just and it was so funny because when 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 she wouldn't bite, you know, as far as that energy he just kind of says, well, I, I get I, I think I fixed it now, but that's weird. And it's like, well, why are you making it her responsibility to fix your connection? Like she's over here playing games and you should just enjoy that. And again, she's like I said, she's very engaging. Um, I enjoy all the games that she's played so far. Um, she's been recently playing uh, the Mario collection. So she did a lot of uh, I believe she did a lot of um Mario Galaxy that's what she was playing last time I checked it out and now she's playing Mario Sunshine so um, if you have a chance and you're on YouTube and you enjoy looking at new things check out the Yellow Kazoo because she's actually really really good and she probably knows this but she owes me a piece of uh, peach cake she made a peach cake that was one of the first streams I watched and I still haven't received my peach cake so um, what have I been listening to so um, as far as listening to things, I usually like to listen to other creators, um, as far as, um, podcasts. So, um, I've been checking out a couple of, uh, friends of mine in the community, um, new friends of mine, uh, who come around and I love, that's what I love about, uh, about meeting new people. You just find out about their interest and sometimes their, their interests align with yours and man, you can just make some, uh, you know, you make some magical moments because you got good friends and that's cool stuff. So um, I've recently been listening to uh, Remy's mixtape. Uh, Remy, Remy is a really cool guy um, that I met uh, by way of another cool uh, creator named Marv. And um, this dude, like I listened to his uh, podcast and it is just amazing. I believe he's from France. Um, because that's that's the that's the kind of twang I got from from his accent. I said you sound French, <laughs> but uh, if I if you're not French, Remy, I'm sorry. 
Um, but uh, his his show is really good. And what I really, really enjoy about Remy's show is that his approach is like mine, but I feel like it's on a more mellow kind of tone. It's the kind of easy listening that I want to play when I'm taking a drive from point A to point B. He just has a very smooth delivery, you know, very um, it's not a low delivery, but it's just a calmness. And I and I really enjoy that about him. You know, there's not really in there's no real influx as far as his, his uh, you know, his words and how he says things. It's just very mellow. Let's just have a conversation. We're talking in the coffee in the coffee shop. We're over here minding our business. That's all. And it's like, yes, this is great. What I really, really uh, enjoy. And this is what I was um, preluding to earlier is that Remy has a very unique approach to how he records because he records with a background uh, music. He has a very subtle light, a, a subtle uh, background music while he's speaking. And I think that his dynamic that he's figured out as far as that is just perfect. And it really just, it, you know, it, it's like, it's like you're going to take it one way or the other. Cause some, some people admittedly will listen to, uh, things just as white noise. It's just like, I just need to hear something in the background. And the funny part about it is that with, with that, you know, for me, I'm going to pay attention to everything. You know, I'm paying attention to the voice, to the music, to everything, but you know, it, you might be the person who you just need like a very soft kind of, uh, you know, melody in the background. Or you may just need to hear somebody's voice being very calm because you might be very tense. You need to be listening to Remy. That guy's good. Um, if you are interested in listening to Remy, you can catch him on uh, anchor.fm slash Remy's Mixtape. So awesome. Um, the other uh, podcast that I listen to, which I listen to them quite frequently, because they are just amazing. And it's been really unfortunate because they recently um, um, had that hurricane uh, down over on their, their side of the States. Um, but, and they're still kind of in recovery from that. Um, but it's my, uh, my guys, the uh, lamer um, gamer podcast and the lamer gamer podcast is one of my favorite uh, podcasts uh that I've listened to, you know, I listen, I, for a long time, I listened to a lot of professional podcasts, but I I've made a shift recently because I really enjoy the organic nature of just, you know, the everyday person making content. And, uh, these guys who go by the host names, simply Travis and Rowdy 5,000, they have an undeniable chemistry that I just enjoy listening to all the time like I love their shows because they literally know how to bounce off of each other one of the first shows that um one of the first shows that I actually listened to um from them was it was a it was a show that was involving uh Super Mario Brothers 2 and um and I believe that they were going about it as if uh the uh the game was a conspiracy or there was some there was something really funny about about the the uh the the information of of the podcast and i just i just cried i mean it was just hilarious good fun and you know the one the one thing that they do very well even though they uh you know they do i i don't think they do it all the time but they've done ads before um they've done sponsorships before and they don't, you know, it's not intrusive. You know, you don't feel like, oh my God, you know, cause I've, I've started, I've started plenty of YouTube video, 
um, or plenty of, of podcasts where, you know, in the first, you know, in the first like two, three minutes, I have to hear about you telling me about this one product. But the one cool thing about, you know, them and, and their product placement is that, you know, um, it's something that's in the method of, of what they're currently using. So they just kind of, they just kind of, you know, just let it go. Like, Hey, this is what we're, what we're doing. And here it is. And, and that's it. And let's back to the show, you know, but they just, they really have good content. Um, they're all over the ecosystem of entertainment. They really like, again, they have very good chemistry. They bounce off of each other. I envy them for, uh, having such a, such a dynamic, but I, only wish them all the best because they are going to be something big uh, going forward. So that's uh, pretty awesome stuff. So and you can go to lamergamers.com and check out uh, their multiple points of distribution there everywhere. Um, but that's the central hub that you want to visit so that you can check out all the cool stuff uh, as a lamer gamer. Um, and with that said, um, you know, talking about Mario Brothers 2, I actually put a poll out on twitter and uh i asked you know i asked who is your who is the who is the best or i believe favorite super mario brothers 2 character so you know when you start up super mario brothers 2 if you don't know um you got your choice of four characters you're gonna get your choice of mario luigi princess peach and toad now i'm a toad guy and i always have been a toad guy and um you know, it's not to say that I haven't tried any of the other characters because all of the other characters have very specific attributes um, with Mario. He's just very basic, just your run of the mill, nothing extra. You know, it's the standard, you know, Luigi. He has a very high jump. He jumps super high. He can usually dodge any and every obstacle and get to places that are a little bit further and, and need a little bit more work for everybody else uh toad he uh he's a little slower but he can really pick up items a lot faster than the rest of the gang and then there's princess peach and she has an ability to float so she can jump in the air high about as high as luigi and just kind of float down and you can just guide her direction in any way that you please you can go left you can go right you can go down you can go well you can't go up because that would be weird that probably involves a game genie but um that's her ability and i did this poll and i really did it with the emphasis that toad was the best and that was just my stance and my goodness it was such an overwhelming uh response and it was really crazy because I didn't expect it to be this way. The majority of people who voted said that Princess Peach was the best character in Super Mario Brothers 2, period, hands down. I mean, there were people who said, if, if, you're, if you're not picking Princess Peach, then you're not playing the game right. <laughs> there are people that said, you know, Princess Peach, obviously. Like, like, you know, like there were, there were some, there were some shots thrown as opposed to, you know, as uh, in opposed to playing with the other characters. Now here, here's how, here's how the, here's how the listing went. So Peach was first. Okay. So I, I mean, and it was like a landslide. It wasn't even close 
as far as second place. Like second place was just basically a consolation to to the numbers that just didn't tally up, you know, for for her. But she, she yes, yeah, she won by a landslide. And um, and then there was Luigi. And everybody said that their again their their whole emphasis was that that high jump just made him so unique and and it was just a better game because of it. Then Toad came in third, and Mario came in last. Mario was actually only mentioned two times out of the several times that Peach, Luigi, and Toad had been uh, mentioned combined. Twice that was crazy. <laughs> so. There's your favorite characters for Super Mario Brothers 2. I guess next time I uh, boot up Mario All-Stars, I should pick Princess Peach. I just may. Um, let's see. So the other uh, things that I want to talk to talk about is uh, what Nintendo. So, you know, we got the PS5 uh, announcement and the Xbox announcement. So everything's kind of out in the wind we know when things are dropping people are picking up their or getting their pre-orders in and and getting set up for the next generation and that's awesome i'm i'm super happy about it i'm not gonna jump on that uh bandwagon just yet i'm literally going to wait until they're just available on store shelves i don't have to be a first adopter i just kind of want to see how things play out and you know when when things are where they need to be i'll grab one but the question remains What's Nintendo up to? What should Nintendo be up to? What exactly should Nintendo be doing? So I did another poll uh, involving Nintendo, and I basically just asked, like, what should Nintendo's next move be? And it was, you know, simple things like, oh, they should just continue, you know, focusing on the Switch. You know, they should, uh, you know, they should upgrade the Switch or or release a Switch Pro. Um, you know, they, you know, other options I gave, and a lot of people, most people, said that you know nintendo needs to upgrade to the pro they need to make a pro system to be viable alongside the systems that you know are coming out next generation now we all know and especially i know that whatever whatever nintendo decides to do moving forward it's not going to be as big as what the offerings are from the next generation systems so it's really hard to even think whether there's a development of a game that will go on all consoles that they'll be able to say this is on the PS5, the Xbox Series X, and also the Switch Pro. Like, uh, like the, it, the, it would there there would have there would have to be a very significant improvement as far as like the hardware and what exactly it's doing on the inside as far as what they're offering. Like, it has to be extremely significant. To make to have that effectively be an option to have it to where they can, you know, un- unless they do it like they did in the old days, where when you got it on a lower system, you just got a lower grade game. And it's not to say that that's bad, but we already co- we already consider, you know, games on the switch that have appeared on the major systems. And I don't mean to say that the switch is not a major system because it's my favorite system overall. But there are compromises. You know, there are points of, you know, playing a Switch game where I understand there are things that I'm not going to get here that I normally would have over there. So would that be an option? Is that something people are willing to accept? What exactly are people willing or what are people looking for in what would uh, potentially be a Switch Pro? What would you need? So there's a question. What exactly do you need in the Switch Pro? What exactly, what features are you looking for um, 
<clears throat> you know, I know 4K is like the big thing, but outside of that, what exactly do you need from, you know, from a, from a next generation stance, you know? So let's, I like to hear from you guys. If you, if you're on Twitter and you got some input, you can hit me up at more TA podcast and we can talk about it. Um, I also was asking some people and these are just a couple of other questions. Uh, I wanted to know like, Hey, so if you got your PS five pre-ordered or you got your series X pre-ordered, what's the first game you plan on playing? You know, what, what exactly are you plan on getting day one? And it was really, really no brainer when it came to both systems, because, you know, when you think PS five, or at least when I think PS five, first thing I'm thinking is Spider-Man. And that was the one that won Spider-Man miles Morales is, uh, the number one game that, uh, people chose as far as the day one game that they're planning to play. Um, I think, uh, demon souls came in second place and, um, um, I think NBA 2K21 came in third. Um, and then on the Xbox, this one was a surprise, but not so much a surprise because there's really not a lot that's coming out from the first party um, perspective with Microsoft. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla was uh, what the choice was for um, the Xbox. People just, it was an overwhelming uh, victory as far as Assassin's Creed. And people are really looking forward to playing that game you know like um it's not so much of a departure from the other games i think it falls in line with the with the uh previous two games but this one is going to be more uh going to have more of a role-playing emphasis i believe and i'm highly excited for it i'm gonna play it for sure um but yeah it's just you know it, it it's going to be what people are going to be picking up on uh the xbox series x so what do you plan on doing do you plan on getting a uh you know xbox series x are you going to be getting a ps5 do you already have your pre-order um what podcast do you listen to you know i'd really love to know any new podcast uh, or any other new shows um that you have on deck because i like to listen to all kinds of stuff uh what are you watching anything good on netflix anything good on youtube and what you've been playing you know, I want to know what you've been playing. So, again, if you guys want to reach out and you got answers to any one of these questions or any or all of these questions, you can always reach me at more T.A. podcast on Twitter. Well, that's going to do it, guys. I have done my duty. By the time you guys hear this, I'm going to be skating my way to the sunset and I will come back by next saturday it'll be a journey so with that being said thank you guys for showing up thank you guys for listening you guys are always awesome do me that one awesome favor take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys